0: Greetings and welcome to A Stone in Zion. This is Pastor Peter Kesting. Do not have an interview this week, so apologize for that. And also uh, the lateness in this podcast coming out, but better late than never. I'm um, just giving a quick introduction on the sermon. And uh, the sermon this week it is the regularly scheduled gospel lesson for this week in the calendar, but I, I looked at it and I thought, well, it really does fit in well with um, some of the things that are happening here in the church, like with confirmation. And uh, so I decided to preach in the gospel lesson that Jesus is with us always. And what a what a great reminder, I think, that we need when we go through our difficult times in our lives Jesus is there with us, and uh, what a good reminder for the confirmants too. And uh, actually, it turned out that that was Minna's confirmation verse. Uh, But I didn't really know at the time that I wrote the sermon. I found out kind of after it was done, she she told me that. I mean, I knew what her verse was, but I didn't really uh, put two and two together until later on. But uh had examination this week and the confirmants did really well and uh confirmation was nice too. So um it was always nice to see to see that and especially uh with my own daughter too, that was good. So um uh, I don't have too much more to say. It's just I think some of the you know the sermon here um, it really does touch on some important topics that I think help us in this time in our you know in our lives when we're going from one stage to a next. That idea of the future and it. One thing that kind of with I was thinking about quite a bit was with Pastor. Um, Krause's sermon, he talked about the scrolls and the things that are hidden away the future and how they were weeping because they didn't know what the future was. I think that was in our podcast last week. And, you know, it made me think about that too, like how the future is is something we would love to know. And I think, um, you know, people try to figure that out, but you can't ultimately. And we'd love to know what that future is. But I guess whether we know the future or not, we know what it holds ultimately for us, and that is something good, and that can be a a good reminder in difficult times. So, I guess without uh, much of a much of a delay here, we'll go ahead and we will jump into uh, the sermon. I believe I have the edition that was delivered on Saturday night, so you will hear me refer to. Um, The those who will be confirmed tomorrow, you know, um, because I preach this on Saturday night. Thank you and uh, enjoy. Our gospel lesson from John chapter fourteen will serve as a text for our sermon. Allow me just to uh, repeat one of those verses to you again. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled. And do not be afraid. Do you have something that uh, your grandparents gave to you? I imagine probably a lot of us do. Maybe it was something that they intentionally gave to us, uh, maybe it was something that, that we got after they passed away and kind of all the things were, were being given away. I've got a couple of those kinds of things. I've got a candy dish from my grandmother, and uh, it's kind of special to me because I, I see that I remember all the times that uh, I went to her house and got candy from there. I had to fight my 14 cousins to get that candy dish. We all wanted it. And I imagine we all have things, in it? The candy dish isn't worth very much. I imagine uh, an antique store might give a few dollars for it. But what makes it special is the memories. And I I imagine whether you you got a diamond necklace or a candy dish or a pocket knife or whatever, what makes it valuable is that it came from that person. Jesus on the night that he was going to be betrayed and then die the next day, he passed on something to his disciples. But it wasn't just a little trinket. He actually passed on a lot of things to them. I can probably think of a half a dozen. I mean, on, on Monday, Thursday, what was his kind of gift that he gave to his disciples? Well, of course, the, the big one we think of is the Lord's Supper. And it is. That is the big one. But he also did other things. He washed his disciples' feet. He gave them that new commandment to love one another. And then also what we see here in our gospel lesson for today. This too is from Monday, Thursday. And it's sort of God's, or Jesus' last will and testament. This is what he wants to leave with his disciples. Like it says in that song that we just sang, this final word, I leave you. And that's what we have here today. A lasting message. And it was a beautiful message that he gave to his disciples. It was to remind them that he would be with them always. That the Father would make his home with them. That the Holy Spirit would guide them and give them peace. Those were greater than any little trinket. Those words are words that still speak to us today and still speak words of comfort to us in troubled times in our lives. As Jesus reminds us that he has given us peace that this world cannot give. But you know, our text starts out it was actually something that's kind of frightening. Maybe you're thinking, well, I don't remember Jesus saying anything scary. But let me read it again. Jesus said, if anyone loves me, he will obey my teaching. You still might be wondering, what's so scary about that? But think about that. If anyone loves me, he will obey my teachings. Jesus is basically saying, your actions speak way louder than your words. He's saying, practice what you preach. He's saying, if you say you love me, show it. It's easy to say that you love Jesus. But Jesus is saying, if you want to show it, then obey my teaching. I mean, it's easy to say a lot of things, right? I could tell you right now, oh, you know, I can fly. Didn't you know that? Or I could, you know, make myself turn invisible. I can easily say that, right? And you might say, okay, pastor, prove it. and well, then I'd be in trouble, right? It's easy for a person to say, well, I love Jesus. But here Jesus says, if you truly do love me, you will obey my teaching. And perhaps we can think of times when we struggled with that, when we didn't obey God's teachings. Perhaps we can think of times when when we you know didn't do what we should have done. Tomorrow the confirmants will be making a promise. They'll promise to conform their lives to God's will. Now, a lot of times people say, you can't have 14-year-olds make that promise. They're they're too young to make a promise that they are going to do God's will and that they're going to remain Christians their whole lives. How could you ask a 14-year-old to do that? But I guess the question would be, how could you ask anyone to do that? On our own, none of us really can do what we say there. That's why we have to ask for God's help. And in those times when we struggle with obeying God's will, we need to go to God and say, Lord, help me to do your will. Because I do love you. I love you. And yes, there are times when I I don't obey your will. But forgive me for those times and help me to obey your will in the future. And he does. And he does. Why? Because he loves you. That's what it says here in our text. And those are such beautiful words. Beautiful words that Jesus leaves with his disciples, both ancient and modern. He said that the Father loves you, and that we will make our home with you. Now, that's an interesting thought there. That it says there that, that the father is going to make his home with us. I think it was about 10 years ago there was a sports drink that had a slogan. They ran a lot of commercials and they said, Is it in you? And sometimes they showed guys, you know, playing basketball, and and you know, they were so into basketball. And I guess the idea is that if you know, you're you so into basketball, it's in you, it's like in your blood. And if you know, you're really into sports, then you, you should really drink this drink. But you know, I guess we can think of people like that, right? Who are really into something like basketball or trains or whatever it might be. And it's, it's so important to them that it's, that it's in them. But here we see that God will make his home in us. That God can be in us in that respect. That he's such a vital part of our lives. That he is in us in that respect. That, that he becomes part of our life. And what a, a comfort that is for us to know that, that God makes our his home with us. We need that. Because it gives us a peace that this world really can't offer. Talks there about peace in our text. Jesus says, you know, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives. We can maybe think of all the the ways that the world tries to give peace. A lot of times it involves, you know, spending money on something, and getting more things. But really, those things don't truly bring peace. The peace that we get from God is something that goes deeper than what you can get from anything that you can buy. The word that's used there, it says, do not let your heart... uh, do not let your hearts be troubled, it says here in our text. And the, the Greek word that's used there has the idea of stirred up. You know, so I, when I think about this, I think of water. And you know, maybe you've you know, just seen the water on a lake just perfectly clear. But then you, know, you take a rock and you throw it in there. Or you take a, a stick and you really churn it up. And, and that's the word that's being used there says, do not let your hearts be troubled. Don't, don't let them get all mixed up. And makes me think of how sometimes the problems in this life and troubles and the hardships of this world, they can do that so easily. And it can be sometimes so hard, so violent. makes me think of like a hurricane. Now, I've never been in a hurricane. I don't know if any of you have. Uh, We don't really get those much around here. But from what I've seen, they're terribly violent. And that's kind of like the word that's being used there, stirred up. Don't let your hearts be stirred up. Think of a hurricane. But you know, the thing about every hurricane, what's in the middle of it? The eye, right? And I think that's where we see... The peace that Jesus was offering his disciples back then and offering to us as well. Jesus never said that there weren't going to be any troubles in your life, he never promised that there wasn't going to be hardships. But he said, I'll be there, I will be with you, I will make my home with you so you can have peace. Even as the hurricane spins all around you and there is violence and there is trouble spinning all around you, you can be in that eye of the hurricane because Jesus is with you and he has made his home with you. And I think that's powerful words for the confirmants tomorrow. As they go from one milestone in their life to another, as they they leave grade school, go to high school, as as they look to the future, they need that reminder that, that God is with them. They don't need to be worried. They have a peace that this world cannot take from them. And they do not need to be afraid. That's what it says here in our text. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. And the word that's used there in the Greek is really kind of like the idea of don't don't be cowardly. Be strong, be bold, be courageous. Now the thing about fear is I think that most of the time we, we fear the things we don't know. Um, you know, I can think of times in my life when I was afraid, it was... Because of the unknown. As a small child, what was going on in that dark closet? I didn't know. It was dark. Couldn't see. Could have been anything in there. Monsters. There are so many things in our lives that we don't know. We don't have that information. Perhaps God hasn't given us that information But one thing we do know, that even though it's not known, even though we don't see clearly, we do know that we don't have to be afraid of it. Because no matter what is there in the future, whatever the future holds for those confirmands, whatever the future holds for us, we have certain things that are inalienable. Inalienable means it cannot be taken away. And that's Jesus. Jesus and his love. He promises us here. That I will love you. I and the Father. We will make our home with you. The Holy Spirit will come. And he will give you. the Things that you need. And you will have peace. And. That is something that we can have and hold in our hearts. And we don't have to be afraid of what this world may have, what the future may hold, because that peace in it is inalienable. Jesus' love cannot be taken from us, nor that peace. We have to just remember that it's there and hold on to it and look to him in words, uh, the, look to him with, with prayers and thoughts and find that peace in him. As Jesus wanted to comfort his disciples, because he knew that they would go through difficult times, that they would struggle with sin, there would be times they would not obey his will There would be times when they would struggle with the unknown and with problems and the hurricane that was whipping around them. But throughout all that, they would know that their Lord was there with them. That he would be with them always. And we know that too. Jesus leaves us this as our inheritance, I guess. That he is with us always. Amen. Now may that peace, which is beyond all understanding, guard our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. At this time we will sing the created me.